Chapter Twenty Two of Virgin Soil, Volume Two by Ivan Turgenev, translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. He hurriedly changed his clothes and went to give Kolya his lesson. Sipyagin, whom he met in the dining room, bowed to him with chilly politeness, and muttering through his teeth, "Had a pleasant visit," went on to his study. The statesman had already decided in his diplomatic mind that directly the vacation was over he would promptly pack this tutor off to petersburg as he was positively too red and meanwhile he would keep an eye on him je n'ai pas eu la main heureuse cette fois-ci he thought to himself however j'aurais pu tomber pire valentina mihalovna's sentiments towards neshtanov were far more energetic and defined she could not endure him now he this little scrub of a boy had affronted her mariana had not been mistaken it was she valentina mihalovna who had been spying on her and neshtanov in the corridor the distinguished lady was not above such a proceeding in the course of the two days his absence had lasted though she had said nothing to her thoughtless niece she had repeatedly given her to understand that she was aware of everything that she would have been indignant had she not been half contemptuous half compassionate her face was filled with restrained inward contempt her eyebrows were raised with something of irony and at the same time of pity whenever she looked at or spoke to mariana her superb eyes rested with tender perplexity with mournful disgust on the self-willed girl who after all her fancies and eccentricities had come to 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 kissing in dark rooms with a paltry little undergraduate poor mariana her stern proud lips knew nothing as yet of any man's kisses valentina mihalovna had however given her husband no hint of the discovery she had made she contented herself by accompanying a few words addressed to mariana in his presence by a significant smile in no way relevant to their apparent meaning valentina mihalovna felt positively rather remorseful for having written the letter to her brother but all things considered she preferred to repent and have done it than be spared her penitence at the price of the letter not having been written of mariana neshtanov had a glimpse in the dining-room at lunch he thought her looking thin and yellow she was not at all pretty that day but the rapid glance she flung at him the instant he came into the room went straight to his heart on the other hand valentina mihalovna looked at him as though she were continually repeating inwardly i congratulate you well done very smart and at the same time she wanted to discover from his face whether markelov had shown him the letter or not she decided at last that he had shown it sipyagin hearing that neshtanov had been to the factory of which solomin was the manager began cross-questioning him about that manufacturing enterprise which presents so many striking points of interest but being shortly convinced from the young man's answers that he had really seen nothing there he relapsed into majestic silence with the air of reproaching himself for having expected any valuable information from such an undeveloped person as they left the dining-room mariana managed to whisper to neshtanov wait for me in the old birch copse alexey i will come directly i can get away neshtanov thought she too calls me alexey just as he did and how sweet that familiarity was to him though rather terrible too and how strange and how incredible if she had suddenly begun addressing him as mr neshtanov again if she had been more distant to him he felt that that would be misery to him whether he was in love with her he could not be sure yet but that she was precious to him and near and necessary yes above all necessary that he felt to the very depths of his being 
the copse to which mariana had sent him consisted of some hundreds of old birch trees mostly of the weeping variety the wind had not dropped the long bundles of twigs nodded and tossed like loosened tresses in the breeze the clouds as before flew fast and high up in the sky and when one of them floated across the sun everything grew not dark but of one uniform tint then it floated past and suddenly glaring patches of light were waving everywhere again in tangled medley riot mingled with patches of shade the rustle and movement were the same but a kind of festive delight was added with just such joyous violence passion makes its way into a heart distraught and darkened by trouble and just such was the heart neshtanov carried within his breast he leaned against the trunk of a birch tree and began waiting he did not really know what he was feeling and indeed he did not want to know he felt at once more disturbed and more light of heart than at markelov's he longed before all things to see her to speak to her the chain which so suddenly binds two living creatures together had him fast just then neshtanov bethought himself of the rope flung to the quay when the ship is ready to be made fast now it is twisted tight about a post and the ship is at rest in harbour god be thanked suddenly he trembled there was a glimpse of a woman's dress on the path in the distance it was she but whether she was coming towards him or going away from him he could not be sure until he saw that the patches of light and shadow glided from below upwards over her figure so she was approaching they would have moved from above downwards if she had been walking away a few instants more and she was standing near him before him with a bright face of greeting a tender light in her eyes a faint but gay smile on her lips he snatched her outstretched hands but at first could not utter a word she too said nothing she had walked very quickly and was a little out of breath but it could be seen she was immensely overjoyed that he was overjoyed to see her she was the first to speak well she began tell me quickly what you've decided on neshtanov was surprised decided why were we to have decided on anything just now oh you know what i mean tell me what you talked about whom did you see have you made friends with solomin tell me everything everything stay a minute let's go over there further i know a place that's not so visible she drew him after her he followed her obediently right through the tall scanty dry grass she led him to the place she meant there lay a great birch tree that had fallen in a storm they sat down on the trunk come tell me she repeated but she went on herself at once ah how glad i am to see you dear i thought these two days would never pass you know alexey i'm certain now that valentina mihalovna overheard us she wrote to markelov about it said neshtanov to markelov mariana did not speak for a minute and gradually crimsoned all over not from shame but from another stronger passion wicked malicious woman she murmured slowly she had no right to do that well never mind tell me tell me everything neshtanov began talking mariana listened to him with a sort of stony attention and only interrupted him when she noticed that he was hurrying things over slurring over incidents all the details of his visits were not however of equal interest to her she laughed over fomushka and fimushka but they did not interest her their life was too remote from her it's just as if you were telling me about nebuchadnezzar was her comment but what markelov said what golushkin even thought though she soon realized what sort of a creature he was 
and above all what were solomon's ideas and what he was like these were the points she wanted to hear about and took to heart when when that was the question that was continually in her head and on her lips when neshtanov was talking while he seemed to avoid everything which could give a positive answer to that question he began to notice himself that he laid stress precisely on those incidents which were of least interest to mariana and he was constantly returning to them humorous descriptions made her impatient a sceptical or dejected tone wounded her he had constantly to come to the cause the question then on that subject no amount of talk wearied her neshtanov was reminded of a summer he had spent with some old friends in the country before he was a student when he used to tell stories to the children and they too did not appreciate descriptions nor expressions of personal individual sensation they too had demanded action facts mariana was not a child but in the directness and simplicity of her feelings she was like one neshtanov praised markelov with warmth and sincerity and spoke with special appreciation of solomin speaking almost in enthusiastic terms about him he asked himself what precisely was it gave him such a high opinion of that man he had uttered nothing specially brilliant some of his sayings seemed indeed directly opposed to his neshtanov's convictions he's a well-balanced character was his conclusion that's it business-like cool as Vimushka said a solid fellow calm strong force he knows what he wants and has confidence in himself and arouses confidence in others there's no excitement and balance balance that's the great thing just what i haven't got neshtanov was silent absorbed in reflection suddenly he felt a caressing hand on his shoulder he raised his head mariana was looking at him with anxious tender eyes my dear what is it she asked he took her hand from his shoulder and for the first time kissed that strong little hand mariana gave a slight smile as though wondering how such a polite attention could occur to him then she in her turn grew thoughtful did markelov show you valentina mihalovna's letter she asked at last yes well how was he he he's the noblest most unselfish fellow he neshtanov was on the point of telling mariana about the portrait but he checked himself and only repeated the noblest fellow oh yes yes mariana again fell to musing and suddenly turning around towards neshtanov on the trunk which served them both for a seat she said with vivid interest well then what did you decide neshtanov shrugged his shoulders why i've told you nothing as yet we shall have to wait a little longer wait longer what for final instructions of course that's a fib neshtanov thought from whom from you know vasily nikolaevich and oh yes we must wait too till ostrodomov comes back mariana looked inquiringly at neshtanov tell me did you ever see vasily nikolaevich i have seen him twice just a glimpse that was all what is he a remarkable man how shall i tell you he's the head now and controls everything we couldn't do without discipline in our work obedience is essential and that's all rot was his inward comment what's he like to look at oh stumpy heavy dark high cheekbones like a kalmic a coarse face only he has very keen bright eyes and how does he talk 
he does not talk so much as command why was he made head oh he's a man of character he wouldn't stick at anything if necessary he'd kill anyone and so he's feared and what's solomine like inquired mariana after a short pause solomine's not handsome either only he has a nice simple honest face you see faces like that among divinity students the good ones neshtanov described solomine in detail mariana gazed a long long time at neshtanov then she said as though to herself you have a good face too i think life would be sweet with you alexey that saying touched neshtanov he took her hand again and was lifting it to his lips defer your civilities said mariana smiling she always smiled when her hand was kissed you don't know i've a sin to confess to you what have you done why in your absence i went into your room and there on your table i saw a manuscript book of verses neshtanov started he remembered that he had forgotten the book and left it on the table in his room and i must confess i couldn't overcome my curiosity and i read it they're your verses aren't they yes and do you know mariana the best possible proof of how devoted i am to you and how i trust you is that i'm hardly angry with you hardly then however little you are angry by the way you call me mariana that's right i can't call you neshtanov i must call you alexey and the poem beginning my dear one when i come to die is that yours too yes yes but please leave off don't torment me mariana shook her head it's very melancholy that poem i hope you wrote it before you knew me but it's real poetry so far as i can judge it seems to me you might have been an author only i know for certain that you have a better higher vocation than literature it was all very well to be busy with that before when nothing else was possible neshtanov bent a rapid glance upon her you think so yes i agree with you better failure in this than success in the other mariana rose impulsively yes my dearest you are right she cried and her whole face was radiant glowing with the fire and light of rapture with the softening of generous emotion you are right alexey but perhaps we shall not fail at once we shall succeed you will see we shall be useful our life shall not be spent in vain we will go and live among the people do you know any trade no well never mind we will work we will devote to them our brothers all we know i will cook and sew and wash if need be you shall see you shall see and there'll be no merit in it but happiness happiness mariana broke off but her eyes fixed eagerly on the distant horizon not that which spread out before her but another unseen unknown horizon perceived by her her eyes glowed neshtanov bent down before her oh mariana he whispered i'm not worthy of you she suddenly shook herself it's time to go home high time she said or they'll be looking for us again directly though valentina mialovna i think has given me up in her eyes i'm ruined mariana uttered this word with such a bright and happy face that neshtanov could not help smiling too as he looked at her and repeated ruined but she's terribly offended mariana went on that you're not at her feet but that's all of no consequence there's something i must talk of you see it will be impossible for me to stay here i shall have to run away run away repeated neshtanov yes run away you're not going to stay are you we will go together 
we must work together you'll come with me won't you to the ends of the earth cried neshtanov and there was a sudden ring of emotion and a kind of impetuous gratitude in his voice to the ends of the earth at that instant he would certainly have gone with her wherever she wished without looking back mariana understood him and gave a short blissful sigh then take my hand alexey only don't kiss it and hold it tight like a comrade like a friend there so they walked together to the house pensive blissful the young grass caressed their feet the young leaves stirred about them patches of light and shade flitted swiftly over their garments and they both smiled at the restless frolic of the light and the merry bluster of the wind and the fresh glitter of the leaves and at their own youth and one another End of chapter 22